Hey guys, so glad you can make it this morning. You know, pure Mondays. It's 6 a.m., which means it's also 11 a.m., it's 7 p.m., it's 5 a.m., and a dreaded 3 a.m., and as always, it's every time, everywhere. Now, even though it's Monday, I never get sick, I never call out, I'm never late, I'm one of the most dependable uh, employees you could ask for, so you know when I call out sick, I'm freaking dying or dead. And everybody knows this. Every job I've ever worked at has seen this. And so they never they never have to question it because it's so exceedingly rare, which is why it's it's funny, you know, a couple weeks ago I did call out sick. Oh, I was actually sick. Like really sick. I don't know if you guys had heard it on the recording, but I was dizzy, nauseous, tired, sore, headache, runny nose, hot flashes, cold flashes. I was the whole uh, I don't know what that book is called that they study, the medicine book, but I was all of the symptoms for everything all at once. Charlene drove me home that night, 100%. Now, why am I never late? Why am I so dependable? Maybe it's my obsession with time, which we've talked about before. I definitely have that obsession. The obsession that goes hand in hand with that, of course, I guess would be collecting watches. Now, the other day I told you guys how much I love my Torgon T9 Sapphire. And I have actually have multiple of this watch, but as colors aside, they all have a Sapphire crystal. They just have a 3.6, 9 and 12, big, bold font, nice crisp lines, very, very long-lasting luminescent glow. That's some base features I need in a watch, a Sapphire crystal so it doesn't scratch. It's got a date number window. Uh, it's got a second hand for a second time zone. I generally set that to GMT because we use that a lot in aviation. And it just looks crisp and clean, a nice big watch face that's easy to read in the aircraft. So I was looking, okay, these watches are not that expensive, They're around 200 bucks. Still a really nice watch and it's an aviation centric brand that I support very much. I've even been featured on their Instagram before uh, with some pictures I've taken while flying. And then I was looking, I was like, hmm, what are some other watches that I like? I, I got a little list here today, just a little bit, because I have other stuff I want to talk to you about. But the end-all, be-all of aviation watches, as I've said before, is the Breitling Navitimer Chronograph GMT-46. So it's even bigger, it's an even bigger watch than the 42mm T9, it's a 46mm watch. But this one has to be, a apart from all the other watches that I'm going to talk about, the, the most complex one. This one's got a chronograph, a date window, a dual time display, and a circular side rule, which is like a mini version of the um, E6B. Of course, that watch is $7,000, which I don't even think is the most expensive watch I'm going to talk about, because the other two are Rolies. So one of them I actually saw in an article I was reading the other day, and it's the Sky Dweller. And this watch is this watch is so cool because not only is it nice and crisp and clean with a date window and a little off-center ring for a second time zone, it actually also tells you the month in the coolest way possible. The little tick marks where the number for the numbers one through twelve have a little dot close to the outside of the watch uh, in all those areas, and there's one shaded in for the month. So if seven o'clock is shaded in, that means it's July because July is the seventh month. That is such a cool concept, and I need that in another watch. Because then you get the time, day, and month, and that's just awesome. 
The other watch of theirs that I like doesn't have that feature, but it actually has three time zones and the Pepsi can color thing going on. And it's the, the GMT Master 2, which has the regular time, the hand for the second time zone, and a rotatable bezel. So in theory, you could actually look at three time zones at the same time. Now, of course, both of those two watches being Rollies, they're like probably like eight to $20,000. I don't know, I'm not even looking because I can't afford them. But those watches both have a cool concept that I wanted to point out, and they were also pretty minimalist. Again, aviation-centric watches. They go really well with the T9. The Breitling Navitimer being a little bit off because it just has all of the numbers, but it is Aopa's official watch, so you can't hate it. It's been around for a long time. It's going to stick around. Again, all of these watches have a sapphire crystal. All of them display more than one time zone. And all of them are clean and pleasing to the eye, or are really messy but pleasing to the eye, brightly looking at you. So, yeah, those are some pretty cool watches. I'm still looking to find more cool watches. I was going to look up some Citizen and Psycho stuff, but I didn't... I wasn't really going to bother with that. So... In aviation, alcohol is uh, an interesting thing because it is even stricter in aviation than for driving an automobile. In Florida, the rule, the blood alcohol content you can have, well, it has to be below 0.08. To fly a plane, it has to be below 0.04. Also, there's a well-known rule that's most, uh, it has a nice little phrasing, eight hours, bottle to throttle. Can't really, can't drink alcohol before you fly a plane. They don't go together, even worse than a car, for obvious reasons. That aside, because we talked about watches and we're going to transition away from aviation for the rest of today, I thought I would talk about some alcohols a little bit, just because, you know, I'm not a boring person. I have some fun, too. I'm not always working. But I did have to delineate that there is a separation between when I drink and when I fly. They don't happen on the same day. And that's why I pointed out that rule. Uh, my favorite funny thing, one of my favorite beers to drink is Michelob Ultra. Just because it doesn't really even taste like a beer. It's kind of just like drinking an angry Sprite, if you will. But I love it also because my sister's a huge Disney fan. And so I'll be like, oh, let me go grab a Mickey. Like a Michelob Ultra. Let me go grab a Mickey. And this girl will come out and be like, Mickey, where? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, boy. And then I also make the joke about, because there's a restricted airspace over Disney World, you can't fly over Disney World below 3,000 feet. And I, was, I make this little voice thing, because I do an all right Mickey voice. And so I make a joke, you fly over Epcot, I'll shoot your plane down. Don't you try me. I, <laughs> that was probably the worst Mickey impression I've done in a while. But you, you get the point. Like it, it <laughs> So I love mentioning Mickey's because then she'll come out like, huh? Huh? All right, anyways. Another drink of choice of mine. This one's more so when I go out or because I don't have any at home, but I wish I did. Malibu, the coconut rum, not Coke. Like most people say Malibu and Coke. No, no, no. Malibu and root beer. Tastes like cream soda. Oh my, that stuff is so good. That is so good. I can't, and then people are just like, oh, I remember when I was 22 and drank Malibu and root beer. Like what, this isn't a real acceptable drink for adult adults? That's fine. You know what? It's acceptable for people to drink lattes with a ton of sugar and milk so they don't have to taste coffee. That's fine. I'm allowed to drown my 
uh, alcohol and coconut flavors and root beer. Same idea. We're still getting drunk, but at least I'm going to enjoy my drink. Uh, then the last one, yeah, I mentioned my Mickey's, I mentioned my Malibu. It's the three M's for me, Mickey's, Malibu's, and I mentioned these the other day, these the other day, mango carts, because it tastes like mango in a cart, that's why it's called mango cart. I'm gonna bring that joke back. I don't know, mango carts kind of taste like mango Sprite. Everything tastes like Sprite, hence why I make the joke about Sprunk, which is Sprite in GTA. Everything's Sprite, everything's Sprunk. So, those are my three weapons of choice if you will. I also don't have a big problem with Corona. Corona tastes pretty good, but my three weapons of choice are, are Mickey's, Malibu, and Mango Cards. So, depending on the condition. Huh. Man, I just want an ocean buffet in South Florida. Because I'm, I'm thinking about alcohol now, but I'm also now I'm thinking about food because I'm getting hungry, and ocean buffet is so good. Alright, it's a, it's a buffet. It's up in Ocala by my grandfather. We go there every time I go up there, even though it makes us both sick just because we eat so much. <laughs> Listen, if you go to an Asian buffet and you don't make yourself sick, what were you even paying for? You make yourself sick, you go to the bathroom, you eat more, you make yourself sick again, and you go home feeling good. So, yeah, I love the, the Asian buffet up in Ocala. So many options. They've got sushi, they've got the classic like Chinese restaurant, fried rice, pepper steak, all of that. They have, a, I hope I'm saying this right, but they have a hibachi bar where you take all the vegetables and the meat, like the raw meat, put them on a plate and they hibachi it right in front of you and like fry it and flip it and all that. Next to the sushi, next to some American entree things, next to egg rolls, again, pepper steak, fried rice, chow mein, soups, uh, green tea ice cream, uh, dessert bar, salad bar. Oh, I just love that buffet. There's none like that in South Florida, at least in my opinion. Everybody's like, well, what about Shinju? Or Shin's, Shin, Shinju, yeah. I don't, it's not the same. I mean, like, there is one right by my college that I went to, Nova Southeastern. There is a Shinju right across the street, and I went there one time, and it's all right, but it's not Ocean Buffet. The other problem is, it's like, every day of the week, I want Asian cuisine. It's becoming a problem. I'm turning into a weeb. First, it was the anime. Then it was the real Akuma. Then it was the Asian food. And now I'm learning Japanese. And like, oh. Anyways, my mother never wants to go to the Asian buffet. My father never wants to go to the Asian buffet because, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's just not good for you and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, fine. You know, I can't even get my mother to go to the pho place to get go and get a noodle bowl which is generally a healthier alternative. I love noodle bowls so much. Probably out of all of the Asian cuisine, all of the different food that I've tried, including pho and banh mi, both Vietnamese foods, noodle bowls are my absolute favorite. I love my noodle bowls. The other addition, now I'm not gonna mention the restaurant because of this, but the specific place where I get my noodle bowls, my uh, uh, barbecue beef and shrimp noodle bowl, number 21 or 22 just so you guys know uh the waitress is extremely cute i i just <laughs> uh soup anyways um i went there one time there's a duncan next to it i went over there and got that cookie cream cold brew which is actually not bad props duncan you made a good drink for the first time since i worked there but i went back to pick up my noodle bowl and the girl 
that I just talked about asked me, oh, what is that? And so I mentioned what it was to her, and she's like, oh, it looks good, blah, 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 blah. And uh, I'm too broke for this crap, this romance crap, but every fiber of my being wanted to go back over there and buy her one, except I was running late for work, so I couldn't, but still on my list of things to do. I'm bringing, if she, if, if you listen to this, I don't even know your name, I'm a terrible person, but you know, if this podcast makes its way to you, and you probably know who you are because you remember that conversation, I'm going to buy you cold brew one of these days, just so you know. I need to go and get another noodle bowl, it's been a couple weeks now. I, I'm serious, I love my noodle bowls, but moving on. Because we're, we talked about Duncan, and I remembered this really stupid thing that I did in high school, and it still kind of makes me laugh. So I guess this will be the last story I bug you with for today. But I used to just do some crazy stuff in high school. And I was doing, it was a football game, so it was a Friday night. I think I was doing some journalism stuff, because I had an internship where I filmed the sports game, the football games, I wrote about them. I had an actual sports internship that I was doing, but I'm running around in the stands. I think I was trying to interview fans and stuff. And, and these girls were trying to post me on their Snapchat and they were just making it, doing the funnies because I don't know. It's just, it's just a thing that went on in high school that I don't feel like explaining today. But so, man, I was dying of thirst. When I tell you I was running around the stands and you know humidity in South Florida, it's like 85 degrees, but it feels like 95. And it's Friday night, mind you. But I'm running around, doing this, doing that. And one of the girls that was annoying me, but I was interviewing them. They were Snapchat. They were filming me on Snapchat. One of them had a had an iced coffee from Dunkin'. And so uh, I was I just <laughs> took her iced coffee. And also, by the way, this was before COVID happened, just so you guys know. But I gave her a camera. I took her drink, took the lid off, took a couple sips of it, gave it back to her grabbed my camera, said something stupid to the Snapchat that her friend was filming because that's just what I did and went on my way. And they were just laughing. And then sending a Snapchat about that to somebody else entirely. And I'm just, I'm getting too old for this stuff. I don't know. I'm becoming an old man. Well, as these days continue to go by, I appreciate that you continue to pick up the phone. You guys are the best. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.